Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Radio. Yo! Born in a state and born a slave, then 
did not exist pre-colonialism. There wasn't so like if you were a Grecian slave and you had a child, that child was a Grecian citizen, not a slave. That's not how it works. There's definitely a huge other distinction. So that happened, like, they did some new shit with us. So, like, I want to make that very clear because a lot of times arguments come up in this conversation of oppression. Well, everybody had slaves. Like, everybody it's did. human nature. Da, 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 and it's really not. It's more human nature to relate to people. And again, like I was about to say, if you come to, if you come to my on some fuck shit trying to start war. Excuse my language. I'm trying not to trip on the blog show. But if you if you come to my house trying to start a war and I win, no see no shade, all is fair in love and war. I get to do whatever I want to you. You came up into my house thinking that you was going to run something. And sorry, bro, I am the alpha in here. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to now work for me for free at the very least because I could have took your life. You know what I'm saying? But I did it. Now you're working for me for free. How about that? You're going to pay off essentially the, the offense of you coming into my space. Now, sometimes people came into other people and things of that nature, right? Um, and brought people from somewhere else, took them somewhere else, took everything from them. The Hebrews still have their culture because the Egyptians didn't say, oh, now you have to worship our God. Right. Okay? So... The kind of oppression we're talking about that we can all relate to right now that was not relatable in the past is something that comes from white people. So mm-hmm. that is our common enemy. It's the, the powers that be. I want to say the 1%. And no, it's, it's whiteness as a mindset that is our common enemy. Okay? Now, <clears throat> oppression intersects. Right, we know this. We know this from last from from the last episode. We know this because we lived this. Right, it must intersect because without the intersection of certain privileges and certain um, oppressions, the kind of oppression that we are facing doesn't actually make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't be able to validate it enough to continue to do it if the things didn't intersect. They must. It's a net. Like it's exactly. They have like need support to interlocking to make that network. And the thing is, perpetuate racism within our own communities, even though it didn't come from us. It's still coming through us at well, for certain things and in certain aspects. So you have to be um, cognizant of that at all times, and that's how we start breaking up the net. I say no. You didn't interrupt. But you pretty much like connected my point. That's beautiful. That's really that's really what it is. Like you said, it's a net. If you literally imagine that the things didn't intersect, if we take the actual picture and flip it um, ninety degrees and have oppression literally being only linear, going one direction, that it just can't stand. There's nothing to keep it together. There's nothing to gel. Everything falls through the space. You understand? Once you intersect it. Everything connects. Your mind is allowing it to be to, to make sense. Oh yeah, like okay. They told you it's human nature. They gave you. I, I can never remember the French guy's name. Literally just Google this. Google this nigga, and I can't remember his name. But he's the the father of dichotomy, is what I want to call him. Dichotomy is essentially the idea that opposites are. Huh? Yeah, I think it, yeah, Rousseau. The opposites are that opposites are um, in conflict constantly, right? That if it's blue, hi Starbucks. You had to make an, uh, an entrance. Um, if it's blue, you know, if blue 
blue and red come together, then if the blue and red see each other, then at the end of the day they're fighting. When it's like that's not true, we know that they can come together and create purple, right? So they he created that economy, and then from there came the idea that opposites are are um, are conflicting at all times. Then somebody said, oh, like whiteness and blackness. They there was uh, they split the world into four races: mongoloids, schizoids, negroids. Right, not like Africoids or anything else. Notice how everything else is like named based off of the region. And I'm gonna say Pacifoids, that one always like gets me um messed up too, but they're talking about particular islanders as separate than Mongoloids, right? Mongoloid as we know it colloquially is like a derogatory term, but it I mean it is it, it is. All of these terms are derogatory, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but it, in this context it doesn't mean um someone with Down syndrome or something like that as it does today, right? So, but when you think about it, when you think about where it comes from and then you think about what, how we use it now, it is connected, but that's not exactly how we talk about it. But again, everything's connected, intersections, right? So, I want you to first notice, not only did they literally split up the entire world of people into four regions, as though those regions don't split up into a million different subcultures and ethnicities. <laughs> They named everybody based on their re- based on the reason, except for Africans, right? You'll hear Hoteps call us, you know, call them Kogozoids and call us Africoids. There's some things in the Hotepery that is like really good, you know what I'm saying? Because it's supposed to be uplifting of Africanness, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, like we can adopt some of that shit and throw a lot of it away. But <laughs> that I like because again, what Europeans were trying to do was create a negative NEG connotation between black people and everyone else, okay? When people who read Latin or speak Latin see the prefix NEG on a word, they automatically get a feeling of negativity, as in NEG, negative, NEG, neglect, right? So these these things, these, even the smallest part of language contributes into the intersection of these oppressions, okay? Moving forward, right? That is, again, just to show you how things intersect and how they must intersect. Let's talk about medicine. We touched it briefly. Oh, this is our super coming to fix the great timing. But you know what? It's like we don't have a studio. (laughs) Where are we? Okay, so last week we touched touched, um, briefly on Shut Up, Bruno. Um, last week we touched briefly on the idea that medicine for black people has always been terrible, right? Um, they've always used us in experimentation, right? So when we think about the intersections of like, okay, women and all the things that happen to black women in medicine in order for any any of today's modern advances medically to be here, um, a lot of black women were tortured, dissected while alive. Like I mean, like all kinds of terrible things that I just don't want to get into um, because I'm emotional. But at the end of the day, how that intersects now is that some women don't see that those same medical advances that they rely on right now are the same medical advances that trans women are relying on right now. Y'all again put your yeah things happen. Y'all put some some women put will put their legs in stirrups 
You know what I'm saying? Well, we, talked about we talked about it before, but I'm bringing it back. Some women will put their legs in stirrups and then judge a trans woman for, like, hormone shots. But, uh, equally torturous to black women to get both of those medical advances. You understand right. what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, y'all won't trust the intersection enough to realize that y'all are just doing what it is that y'all need to do, right? So moving on from that. How do we focus on who's to blame? We are in such a position that, like, the people who are hurting you are not the people who created that pain. Does that make sense? Might not. But if that if that makes sense, if it doesn't, let me try to explain further. Like, we so so let's explain what is the colonized mind. The colonized mind is a brainwashed mind. The colonized mind is a mind that is um, essentially lost in the necessity for gaining whiteness, right, and being close and having more proximity to whiteness. So when we talked about colorism last week and things of that nature, when I said that some dark-skinned people would be mad at light-skinned people for, one, having white skin privilege and not recognizing it, comes from the jealousy that they themselves can never, without bleaching, approach the proximity to whiteness that you have, right? So that anger and them literally throwing that anger to you who is not deserving of it, like in person, is them acting within colonialism mentally, okay? So when you have, when you have, um, when, you, when you're acting within a colonized mind, there's a lot of things that you don't even realize you're doing, you know. Um, there's many times that people get called up from misogyny, including myself, where I do have to set that and be like, is it because, like, my colonized mind is much decolonization as I try to give myself. Uh, my colonized mind is indeed still brainwashed enough to have certain things against women that I didn't give myself, right? So in this colonized mind also comes the perpetuation of certain oppressions where like black people feel and have the need to have something that's closer to whatever white supremacy is saying is correct, which includes heteronormativity. Therefore, they shit on gays on a regular like basis. Overall, like overall, like a colonized mind is the aspiration to whiteness. Right. In various forms. For some people, that literally could mean the, like, the color and like European features. For some lot of, and, and none of these things also mutually get. And exactly. that is the basis of the baseline for success. And that, that the whiteness is a measure of success. Right. Like, example, we, you know what I'm saying, I, like, I will always um, praise, oh, my God, what was wrong with me and names today? Um, uh, currently, mm, C.J. Walker? Is that Madam C.J. Walker? The, the relaxer. Yeah. First, 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 essentially, first, like, American self-made millionaire, no matter the race. Yo, bitch, get your coin. You hear me? Get them. Get these black women the coin so that they can go work their little maid jobs because they're not getting hired because their hair's too nasty. Get, like, help it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day also, all you did was give us something that would allow us to assimilate into whiteness further, right? So although what you did helped us literally survive, what you also did put us 
deeper level of colonization and colonized mindset than we were. Because if we could have just like said, you know what, my hair is beautiful, figure out how we did braids in Africa and really like did our styling into whatever ourselves and still force them to hire us, then we'd be in a different place. We'd literally come at ourselves from a, from a deeper place of love and acceptance of blackness than moving closer towards whiteness. Yeah, about 10 minutes, 9 minutes okay. left now. Oh, Lord. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, okay. So, how we focus on who's to blame, we know that it's whiteness to blame, right? We know that it's colonization to blame. So, when I, again, in order for, 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 the, for the, in the spirit of relation, level of perpetuation of oppression, that you first recognize them as colonized mentally so that your anger isn't going to this person who's essentially just brainwashed. Your anger will then be directed to the person who's to blame or to the people who's to blame, which is whiteness. You let them know, look, what you're saying is heck of colonized. Like, I can't, I can't abide <laughs> the colonization within, you know what I'm saying, your statement. This is what African people, um, not necessarily across the board, but at least from the, from the West, would have said about that, and move on and let them know that what we need to be arguing about right now is not some bullshit that's, excuse my language again, that's some, um, some stuff between us, but the problem, which is the oppressor. Okay? So the oppressor is whiteness. So literally that one thing, that taking the time to be like, okay, wait, this person just said, and I'm, I'm not saying you're not allowed your feelings for being mad that what this person has said is um, extremely oppressive. <laughs> like, no one, no one's mad at you for being mad that what they said is oppressive, but recognizing that they didn't come up with that themselves, that they most likely wouldn't come up with that themselves had they not been in the same system that you were in with the colonized mindset that are allotted their privileges, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they're men specifically, um, if you want to talk specific powers. And these are the things that you have to ask yourself. These are things that I ask myself all day. How did I come by this preference? Now, if I put, if I put a piece of food in my mouth and it tasted nasty, then I experienced it and I'm like, I can't eat that, right? But if I'm looking at something that looks different than it's presented in America, and then I automatically see that thing as nasty before I taste it, then where does that opinion come from? Hmm, it might come from some anti-blackness, which is like, okay, no, that looks gross because those things are not available where I'm at. That looks gross because it looks like savages made it instead of made it or beautiful like they do in culinary school. It looks gross for whatever have you reason that's nine times steeped in, like I said, anti-blackness, anti-poverty, you know what I'm saying, and all kinds of other things when I did not experience the thing. So you know that you, you know an opinion is yours when you have actually tested the water. That's when you know an opinion is yours and your body has experienced it in a way that is adverse to your enjoyment. Now, in order to even truly trust that experience, you have to come into it as right, and shake off as much as the colonization as possible, because even your filtering of the experience could be through a colonized lens. Nobody said any of this was easy. <laughs> 
colonizing your mind is going to be one of the hardest things that you ever do because you don't even know what's colonial and what's original. And I promise you, the only way that you can even kind of figure it out is having some ancestral connection. And if you don't, finding the most ancient African history you can. It's got to go so far back. It's got to almost predate white people in general. But there's, there's, good te- there's good texts out there that are written by Africans and people of color about African tribal societies and things like that that are more objective than things written from a European perspective. A lot of that, sadly, is like in the hands of academia. Like you have to get a hand. Like you have to like be in college or be in school or have access to like. Um, like anthrop- um, anthropological journals and things done like from an ethnographic like standpoint, they exist. Those writings exist. Then you're like, you don't have like a JSTOR password. They're hard to like. It's hard to get that information, yeah. and it's not widely disseminated or hurt like on purpose. And again, the enemy is the person that is denying you this information, not the person that is disseminating information that they were taught. You know what I'm saying? If somebody, if a, if a black person says slavery wasn't that serious, again, let's touch on Kanye. Kanye said, oh, y'all chose 400, 400 years. That sounds like a choice. My nigga is a college dropout. He essentially has a high school level education. You know what I'm saying? We didn't learn in high school about any of the stuff that our ancestors did to not be slaves. We didn't learn about none of that in middle school or in elementary school. All we knew was that they were slaves and they sat there and did nothing. And if that's what you if that's what you were, were taught and you were not taught otherwise, that's what you know. So am I going to be mad at Kanye for feeling this way when he's got the information that he feels like he's, that he's got? No. Am I going to be a little disappointed in Kanye for being an adult with his with his means and not going to find the information himself? Absolutely. Am I going to expect him after we dragged him to find to go get it done? Not expect him when my emotions are, are concerned, but yes, from an intellectual standpoint, yeah, bro. I expect you now that we dragged you to go get your mm-hmm. education on. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, but if we approached him, we probably would have got him to go do it quicker. See what I'm saying? If we approached him like, bro, no. You need to understand that our ancestors tried to starve themselves. Did. And people did. Like, cult, cult, like, I feel like cancel culture is louder than the people coming at from a place of, like, oh, wow, he's highly misinformed. Right. But the thing is, in cancel culture, you get some people that have powerful voices that could be doing that, that would probably get through to him a lot faster than if, oh, yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah. Like, it, like the person, like, who it, it matters. Like, and, like, when white people are dogging, like, a white, a black person out, too, you kind of, like, you, like, I would rather see people of color give that person that information than, like, let's, like, join, just join, like, the kicking. Uh, uh, I mean, absolutely. That's my thing. Oh, I'm sorry. But we have two minutes left. So two minutes. Final, final thought. So, final thoughts. We might have to just run, do another episode after this. But final thoughts. Try your best, again, to remember that the person in front of you is colonized. If if, again, we're talking POC. I'm talking to my POC folks. Try to remember that this person is colonized, okay? Try to remember that this person does, is speaking an oppressor language literally out of their mouth. This is English. This is Spanish, whatever. They're usually speaking an oppressor language. Understand that, yes, you are entitled to your feelings, but remember that your true frustration comes from the fact that this person could even think this way, and the only reason they think this way is to 
each other in that you understand. If, if you don't relate to each other in anything else, and here's the culminating statement, relate to each other in the fact that we all colonized. I, I, I mean, this cat, this is a colonized kid. Understand? Mm-hmm. Now, cats were good at, like, being feral and they'll go outside and they'll make it, you know what I'm saying? But, like, end of the day, he'd rather me scoop his poop. Mm-hmm. And that's a colonized mindset. So, we all in this together. We have to remember that. We have to hold each other's hands through stuff and know you're not, you know, you don't have to have this endless well of patience. You know, gauge yourself, leave when you must, come back if you can, you know. But hold each other's hands more than cut each other's throats. All right, and give us a YouTube and all that stuff. Oh, YouTube is Jip Jack Kai. Uh, Facebook, Jip Jack Kai and Jack Fuller, if you want to really talk to me. Um, Twitter, I don't be on Twitter like that, but you should follow anyway. It's Jip Jack IG, Jip Jack. There's also a business, Jip Jack Kai page that y'all should follow. Um, shout out to all of my people. Um, shout out to anybody suffering through this oppressive thing. It's going to be okay. Maybe not in our lifetime, but have solace in that they can't win. Like, it's not fun. Like, it's not going to stand. Because if it if, if they were to win amongst humans, at the end of the day, Gaia is going to take care of it. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> we might see y'all again in a few. <laughs> Maybe. And Yo! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.